to another episode of the Billy Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And this week, we have another special guest. I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself. Hey, Chris. This is Kira from Atlanta. Hi, Kira from Atlanta. Um, Kira, I want you to kind of give the listeners a breakdown of what you do since we kind of have a topic that's kind of focused around that. Okay. So what I've done for the last 10 years is I do the lymphatic massages for girls that have plastic surgery. So that would cover anything from your BBLs to your liposuction, tummy tucks, facelifts, just whatever, anything that they can do, you know, plastic surgery wise to enhance their bodies. Okay. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and give us the topic for this week. Um, It's pretty much discussing body image and how people feel about their bodies, their how they look, how they, you know, the feeling they get when they get adjustments and enhancements to their body and their face and any other part that you can. I don't know all the pieces, you know, but kind of just talking about the the ins and outs, the good and the bad and, you know, kind of some of the cases that you've seen dealing in that field and people coming to you and, and the you know almost like give a breakdown of some of the cases that have been good and maybe some of the cases that have been bad and some of the cases where people have gotten work done and they don't even know what they got themselves into it's like that all the time you know plastic surgery has been like taboo for so long you know and now it's like an everyday occurrence people are not even embarrassed you got your instagram accounts you got your facebook you got twitter in Snapchat, you know, people just, people are really like loving themselves in you know, so many different ways, but like there's good and there's bad with it. You know, some people get addicted to the surgery, the, the feeling, the look, and then some people are just going because they just want a little bit like nip and tuck kind of here and there. So, I mean, I've seen people from age 18 to 80, you know, getting surgery, depending on what it is. People just kind of, they just love themselves. I think, you know, but you you do have cases where people want to be something that they're not, you know, and they don't research their doctors, you know, ranging all the way to death. So, I mean, it's like a large gambit of what you're talking about when you talk about plastic surgery. Like, I know there's cases where there are some scenarios we can get plastic surgery done for health reasons. Like, I know people can get tummy tucks or what is it lipo 360 something like that yeah lipo 360 yeah they get the taken out and it helps with things like diabetes and other health issues that may be but I think what a lot and I'll kind of speak with my generation a lot of people kind of forget that sure you get the surgery done sure you can get whatever you've done to your body to enhance your beauty or whatever you want to do but there's still work that has to be done leading up to it and you know afterwards i think a lot of people think oh i'm gonna get this bbl or this 360 and i'm gonna be you know the baddest chick on the internet well it's not always a shortcut and so one thing that i would like to say is that you know a lot of women that get this done you know get a bad rap on oh she cheated she went the shortcut and all that kind of stuff but man that the surgery is major surgery you know so there's a lot to getting ready for it doing it and then maintaining it because you know i mean i have customers that i could see them five years later and they still are you know like still coke bottle look good type you know and then i have ones that 
I see them again and I'm just like, you know, what happened? What what, what was we doing? You know, but they don't change their eating habits and stuff like that and they go right back to what they were already looking like. So it's not instant and it's not permanent. And you brought up a good point. That surgery that they get done is a major surgery and it could be a case of life and death. And I know when you first got on that you talked about people not researching their doctors or the physicians that they're going to see or the facilities that they're going to because I know a lot of people go out of the country to go other places I guess to get it cheaper or whatever but let's say you go to like Cuba I don't know if that's one of the major places but <laughs> you go over there and you don't even speak this language and you don't pay this five six grand for whatever you're getting done and you don't even know what these people are going to do to you because you don't speak their language and they might not even like your kind, so they might be screwing you up anyway. Right. They, it's, it's really hard. I mean, I see girls that go um, to the DR, Colombia, Mexico. Um, I have a girl that has gone to Sweden before, Germany before, you know, and re- researching your doctor is always important, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you can go right here in the United States and they can check you up. I mean, we have deaths in Miami just like we have deaths overseas, you know, but one of the things like what you were talking about as far as like going overseas and not speaking a language and not knowing what you're getting into, you know, a lot of people feel like, well, not a lot, but I do have girls that they see somebody that has gone to a doctor and they don't care whether or not that doctor have deaths. They don't care if they're a real doctor. They, you know, they just want to go because they feel like, ooh, I want that, you know what I'm saying? And it's a case of the right now, you know, we we in a right now generation. Everything's microwave, quick. We want it right now. We want this body right now. We want that popcorn right now. And we make mistakes, you know, the you know, when they go and do it. You know, male and female. I got males and females that both have been botched. You know, they had that, you know, they they it it didn't come out like they expected to. They went and had, you know, stuff that wasn't it's, it's just not, you know, they, they go over there and it's like a drive through I want this, 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 and this. And those doctors don't care. They're like, okay, you want it, you got it. And they give it to you. You know, they don't have the regulation that we have here in the States. So overseas is, you know, there are really good doctors everywhere. There's no such thing as a bad doctor. But does your doctor do what you want them to do? Is what's most important to look at when you're trying to do that. All right. I kind of put it in the same sense. I know we're talking about plastic surgery but even now and I think it's becoming more of a trend to get your teeth done everybody want to get the perfect smile and I I want the straight teeth they look like in my opinion horse teeth in a lot of cases but you know some people get them done right yeah a lot of people are going overseas also and they can do it in the states too but they go to these places and, and get this work done and think okay I'm set for the rest of my life realize you have to maintain that stuff so the money that you just paid now you also have to pay that money two three years down the road or five to get it redone get them realigned and make sure that they're not stained and stuff like that because that's not something that was naturally grown from your body so it's something that could be technically temporary you trying to you know it's all about image and like i said i'm cool with enhancements of course, one day, maybe I want to go get my teeth done, but honestly, I don't really care. Just like I don't care to go get my fake abs, but it'd be cool to have some little press-on abs just to go get a photo done real quick, but, you know, it ain't that deep. But they can um, maintain it, though. That's the point about, you know, like, when people choose what they want to change about themselves, 
it mm. well one number one thing I tell all my girls or guys that come to me and talk to me about it because some people they not ready you know people start off they start off in stages they start off with you know just getting their teeth bleached we talking about teeth if we talking about body some people start off you know trying to work out in the gym and you know it ends up in surgery because they just not getting the results they want you know um it's, it, it 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 turns into like some of it just kind of turns into a snowball effect when you you know messing around with stuff like that but you gotta think about it everybody's so beautiful right now that you see on you know on all every social media platform tv always has been a source of you know trying to see people beauty you don't really see a lot of magazines and stuff like that you know because a lot of people print think print is dead you know but um it's it's like Nobody wants to be what's considered ugly, you know, and we could talk about bullying in that whole situation. We could talk about um, peer pressure. We could talk about, you know, just your family. You know, if everybody in your family is beautiful and you're the ugly duckling, a lot of times, boom, you go, if you got the money and you got the time and they make it so easy, you know, plastic surgery is so easy to access right now that you know it, it's like it's like going to the store it's like buying a new outfit it's like going to gucci louis prada if you want what's designer and you know new you can go get it if you got what it takes you know you got the funds to get it done but you hit on a good point um a lot of this is stemmed from trying to be the best looking thing or trying to be the best next thing or trying to compete with others and i think what we've kind of gotten away from and like I said, I know in the past we had TV and stuff like that, but in my age group, social media is the biggest thing that influences people. So people compare themselves from the way they look to a relationship to the type of lifestyle. So everything is about comparison. And I think that's kind of confused people and separated them from reality because the reality situation is everybody's not going to be perfect. Everybody's not going to be a supermodel. Everybody's not going to be the best thing walking down the street and it's okay it's okay to be normal it's okay to live in your true you know form or whatever you have but we have to kind of get back into understanding that that is okay that but the you, normal you okay. say that it's okay chris but is it really okay because if you look at how things are right now if you want somebody to but everybody i don't want to say everybody because it gets out of hand with you know what the things that we will do for clout what we'll do for a in a relationship what we'll do to be better than the next person to be you know like you said to be the baddest on the block to be that dude you know what i'm saying i mean because i got guys that go and get their abs itched and they would you know they come and see me and it's you know just like privacy for me as far as like who your doctor is or who you are if somebody was to ask me who that person is i never say who they are but i mean men and women everybody wants to i don't know i i, I don't know chris i know you say that everybody we got to get back to being who we are or being realistic this is reality this is real this is how it is i mean it's like everybody's wearing shoes everybody want to be beautiful Everybody want a pretty smile, you know. Who doesn't want who doesn't want a pretty smile? Who doesn't want to be, you know, body yeah. ready when they jump into the latest fashion? So that's not really true. It's not really true that we gotta get back to reality because we we have made this our reality. This has become our reality. So that that's the basis of what I'm asking. Since you say that is the new reality, does the normal is that gone? Is the 
the being okay with being in my own skin and my body is that part of society going there that's well, the question okay so I, I, I put it like this you know you're gonna always have your naturalists your Badus, your you know Aries you know they, you know you're gonna always have those kind of people that the neo soul kind of people that would never do that that say they would never do it and then boom you see them doing it because it's something in them that they feel like they want to change um and i i feel like it is the new normal um everybody's gonna be born natural and they have a choice if they're gonna change i mean like i said i've seen them from 18 to 80 and only because 18 is the legal age that a plastic surgeon will take you but i know 14 year old girls whose moms signed for them to have their um not a breast reduction because their breasts are too heavy for um, exercise or something like that, but because their daughter have cried for, every, you know, they cried night in and night out because they have small boobs and they don't want to have small boobs and they want to look like their friends. And the moms went in on peer pressure on that kind of thing. I don't want my daughter to ever feel like that. And they go in and they get it done. I feel like it's, I would never, I would want my daughter to be 18 and able to make her own decision when she do it. And But I have moms that bring their 14-year-old daughters to me after they done had, had. boobs done and lipo because they were fat, they couldn't lose the weight, and the moms just didn't want to see their daughters crying and being, you know, I don't want to say bullied, but just, you know, not happy in their skin or whatever. It's crazy, but it happens. That That's the part I want you to acknowledge. That is not a, a thing of sanity when you talk about this. Like, yeah, sure, it's the new norm, and sure, it's the the it thing, but it's not necessarily sane to think that everybody wants to, you know, get adjustments and stuff and not want to live in their natural body. And I'm not saying, I'm not going against getting things done. Like I said, I personally want to get my teeth done when I get a chance to. I have no problem with it. I just want to address the things that when we talk about getting our bodies done is it because you're doing it for a health reason are you doing it for yourself are you doing it because the love of your life wants you to look like a certain kind of woman what are, those type of things is what we have to kind of address because everybody don't need to get plastic surgery i'm just being honest i don't feel they do you okay you say they don't need to that plastic surgery is definitely become a want but there are people that right. still need it you know we got breast cancer you know um and it makes a woman feel whole after they have had a mastectomy and they get a, a boob job and they they have their breast back um i i can honestly say that myself when i was younger i had big boobs and they were like what I had to stand out about me. Nothing else stood out about me. My mama don't have no booty. I didn't have no booty. So, you know, <laughs> I felt like that was my my powerhouse, you know, and, and it's very superficial and stuff like that now that I'm older and I realize that the, that's not what makes you who you are. But when I was 15 and I had nice boobs and boys were giving me attention and stuff like that, it made me feel like I was different from everybody else you know right it made me stand out you know so then now we're looking at a society where everybody's standing out that way so what do you have that stands out that makes you different from everybody else that's when we get into the extreme plastic surgeries and i would like to talk to you about when it gets extreme too you know as we go along because you know like you're saying there's different 
there's different stages of this thing there you know and people it, it's just it's crazy Chris I mean I can't even explain to you the stuff that I've seen that you know it just it just go from it go from zero to 100 you know with this plastic surgery thing so let me we're gonna go ahead and take a quick little break um this is the Brilliant Honest Podcast I'm Chris and this is Kira we're on the RWR Live 365 app and we'll be right back with you this is Chris with the Brilliant Honest Podcast and I have our special guest today this Kira from Atlanta. And today we're talking about um, body goals and people trying to adjust their image and enhance their the way they look and feel and things like that. And on the last part of the episode, you brought up a good point about wanting to get into the conversation of not only making those enhancements and wanting to have something to stand out about you as far as being a male or a female, but you talked about when it gets to a point where it's extreme, almost like an addiction almost. And I kind of want you to chime in on the things that you see when people pretty much are taking it too far almost. Okay. So it gets really extreme where um, I have people that will get something that is like definitely does not fit their body. Like one of the biggest things that people, you know, notice is a BBL that doesn't match the thighs you know or if you your waist is super small and you have this linebacker back you know or the the yeah or the facelift that's so tight that you look like I mean you, you just look almost deformed you know and I have run into all those you know and I have girls that want to be they want to look like a Barbie and they have you know seven or eight surgeries and different parts of their bodies completely like changing who they are and what they look like I guess I have a couple girls I don't even recognize them from when they first start coming to see me to now it's like I it's they completely look totally different eyebrow lift nose jobs you know the 360 BBL the boobs you know I have a girl that had um calf implants because her legs just didn't match the rest of her body you know wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute did you say calf implants calf implants yeah calf implants that i mean i have guys that have done it too they and i you know i deal with people that work that not work but um actually compete in physique and bodybuilding and stuff like that you know sometimes they just can't get an area the way they want it to be and they'll go and have like we were talking about the six-pack abs put in um calf implants to make their calves bigger so that you know the, the muscle is accentuated when they do their poses and stuff like that and so i mean somebody may not think that's extreme when they're in the industry but somebody from the outside would be like calf implants like you said wait wait calf implants but yeah i mean it gets extreme um and then some i have girls that the bigger the bud they want their butt bigger um i have a lot of girls that are in the exotic dancing industry and when they're not making the money that they need to make they will go and get it done they will you know they'll make it bigger and bigger and bigger and I mean, to the point where it's just like, when is big going to be enough? You know, you just don't know. I ain't mad at them. I couldn't carry that shit around. But, I mean, it is like, it's, it's just, it gets like that. And that, you know, the first person I thought about as far as a celebrity that looks nothing 
they used to Lil' Kim. I yeah. think Lil' Kim has literally went too far to the point of no return, and she don't even know what's going on. Now, one thing I will say about Lil' Kim, I think in her scenario, as far as going extreme, I think it's almost mental at this point. I think you are so, so far removed from what you think is beauty and what you thought was beautiful about yourself that you want to completely recreate who you are. She don't even look like Lil' Kim from the 90s. Yeah. See, and then you get into a whole nother um, subject when you start talking about the mental aspect of why people go to plastic surgery. Because post-surgery, they go through the four stages of depression. I mean, we're talking tears, regret, you know, you know, they, they go through elation and then questioning why they even when they did it. And then, you know, mentally you have a lot of ladies still have dysmorphia um, of their body. They still see them themselves the way they were before they had the surgery and they look completely different. And I can't even I can't even tell you about how many girls are so disappointed when they get off the table because they had this this wish picture that they took and a wish that they had in their mind and when they get off the table they still kind of look like they did before because there's so much that has to be done post-surgery that they haven't even gotten into yet to look the way that they want to look and possible repeat surgery for what they want to look like so then you get into a cycle where you're continuously trying to get to this picture that you got and that's mental issue too i mean we already have mental health issues you know that is crazy in the united states but that's another you know entity as far as you know mental health that plastic surgery realm is right now and that's kind of what i wanted to get into as well because from my point of view like i understand the health reasons and i understand you know wanting something to stand out and you know simple things like your teeth and your breast or your abs if you want to do that cool then you got the money and if you just leave it at that, then that's fine. You know, everybody has a limit on what they should do. Or then you get to the conversation of, like, the extremes, like the enhancement of the butt three, four times, and it don't even match the thighs and stuff like that. But a better understanding of when it gets to the mental part and people really are trying to create this image of themselves or get rid of what they thought was ugly or not great looking or in their eyes not beautiful when have conversations with some of your clients and been like hey listen it, enough is enough or do you just let them kind of do what they do and you just do what you do with so I try to tow a, a, a tight line on what I, what I can say because here's the thing honestly I'm for anything that's body beautiful that makes you feel like you can go out and conquer the world. Whatever it is, no matter if it was if it's clothes, whatever. But I, if I have an opportunity to talk to someone before they have surgery, I will ask, are you doing this for yourself? Because that's like the number one thing that you can't take away from somebody. It doesn't matter if they're going to the extreme or if they just doing a little nip or tuck. If they're doing it for themselves, you, you know, hardly have a, um, you won't be able to talk somebody out of it if they're doing it for themselves, right? That's if they're doing, if they're doing it for a spouse, boyfriend, other friends, you know, because my all my girlfriends got them done, stuff like that. 
a lot of times they'll be wavering. They'll be like, well, I want to, but, you know, you'll hear the buts, the causes, and what do you think, right? So when I talk to people like that, it's like, uh, you know, so what are we doing here? You know, and I always ask, what are we doing here? If, if they if I see them before but problem is I see them mostly after and one thing about a plastic surgeon most plastic surgeons you if you are physically fit and your paperwork come back good you're not overweight or whatever they're gonna do it for you I, I've I've heard I've never heard of a plastic surgeon saying to someone um I know you're not doing this for yourself so I'm not gonna do it they just, they just not turn them away like that. They not turn them away like that, you know? Yeah, because they're, uh, my thing is, I wonder if the focus is about, for them, I know probably something in their contractual agreements that they have to sign up when they do become a physician, um, you know, not to pretty much tell clients certain things because it's all about the money. Right. Um, but even if your paperwork came back good and stuff like that is there do you think these plastic surgeons I'll just speak on Americans because I again in no other country they do what they want to do right but do you think there's ever cases where they just like hey I really don't recommend this or do you think they see a client so much and they just like listen you gotta stop because eventually it's gonna get into the point where it's health related that you're doing this and it might affect something else that's going on with your body like the women that carry the the four extra large butts with the skinny pin needle thighs like you you can't carry all that weight and think that you're gonna be okay like it's gotta be some health risk involved with that and are those physicians trained to let people know that or are they just trained to just put them on the table and do what they do and send them about their way I can't speak on what they train for but what I can tell you from what I've seen most doctors send you away if there's a medical reason Okay. Because it's it's preference. It's it's what somebody wants. We were talking about wants and needs. You know what I mean? And we get that confused when we talk about what people are doing. Do they need it or do they want it? Most of it is want. The need, you know, people that need certain plastic surgeries, you hardly hear of them. You know, they they have it and they go underneath. You know, and 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 they come out and they're good to go for whatever they're getting done. But you know, people that are doing it for beauty like beauty is you know beauty gets a bad rap in plastic surgery because people say oh you cheated maybe that person never had you know they they never would have the genes to have a chiseled chin you know uh, and that's what they want they've always wanted a chiseled chin you know or whatever you know i mean all the things that you know you can get done with plastic surgery but uh, normally a doctor and I can't speak for every doctor because you'll have some doctors that say, I do do a mental check on my clients. Normally, if it's, uh, you know, a one of those quick doctor's offices, like the majority of the ones that are in Miami, which is where a big bulk of people go for surgery. If you don't have anything medically wrong with you, you're going to get it. You, you're going to get a version of what you you're going to get a version of what you want. Some of the doctors are really, really good at what they do. And boom, one time off the table, they can hook you up. Some of them, you know, are just learning and you're going to be back down there because you, you're not going to get what you want. Or you didn't have the foundation to look like that to begin with. A lot of times those doctors don't even tell them, ma'am, you don't even have the the the, the hips to look like this. They just, right. they just tell them, yeah, sure. If we can get enough fat off, we can get it like that. And you go in there thinking, 
I'm gonna look like this when I come out and they don't I mean I have clients that are literally in tears after surgery because it looks a mess and they're your regular people they're your nurses they're your doctors they're your girl at the cash register you know the mom at the soccer game they're your regular people and they are absolutely just destroyed by what they get when they come off and in your contract a lot of my girls don't read their contract plastic surgery contract says they will make a marked difference in your body they never promise that you will look exactly like what you want or it's going to be perfect they'll make a marked difference in your body and you can't sue them because there's no way to you know create perfection from that and guarantee it no uh-uh and, they, and a, lot, a lot of ladies don't or men too you know people don't realize that really tell you the truth one hop on the table for everybody is not realistic because the reason why you're going to have plastic surgery is one either you let yourself go or two you genetically did not look that way and you want to look that way yeah that, that, that is true now I'm a <laughs> I'm gonna take a quick step back but I think a lot of people um, I'm gonna kind of wrap it back around the whole working out thing a lot of people forget that that's a, a huge part of this. Any part of what you get done to your body, you still have to work those muscles and that fat and that tissue out. You still have to get certain things done, which kind of brings me into your part of it with the lymphatic massages, where, well, kind of give up. I'm going to take us to break first. And okay. when we come back for the break, I'm going to let you kind of get into an explanation of what lymphatic massages are and how they help with the healing process and stuff like that. Okay. So we're going to go to break real quick. This is Chris and Kira with the Grill Down This Podcast, and we're on the RWR Live 365 app. Be right back with you. Chris with the Brutally Honest Podcast, and we also have our special guest of Kira from Atlanta. <laughs> you like putting your city name out there, don't you? I like putting my ATL baby up. Okay. That's I'm like, just going to put it out there. She's from ATL, but she resides in Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, hey, hey. Um, See what happened? That's what happened when we get out of hand. <laughs> we get out of hand. Y'all always want to take that from us. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the ATL, baby. I just got to hang out with y'all in Jacksonville. Sure you do. Sure you do. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with ATL or Jacksonville, wherever y'all reside. Right. Represent. I'm going to stand up for Duval today. Since stand up Duval. That's ATL. all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> All right, so this week we're talking about, um, I'll just put it as body goals and body image and things like that. Um, before we went to break, I wanted you to get into it, but you know, we had to hop on break real quick. But I want you to kind of talk about the post-surgery, which is where you kind of come into place with the lymphatic massages and the treat- treatments that you give to your clients after they get certain things done to their body. So kind of give a, an explanation of what you do and how it helps with the healing process and stuff like that. So um, in a nutshell, without going you know, really deep as far as like medical and stuff like that, the lymphatic massages is to help to get the swelling down and to remove the excess fluid from your body post-surgery. Just like with any um, surgery, it's still considered an injury. You know, it's an injury to the body. Um, liposuction is very aggressive to the body. BBL is very aggressive to the body. And so your body will try to heal itself. And swelling is a part of healing. And so the massages help out to reduce swelling, pain, and the removal of the extra fluid that your body is making to repair itself. 
Gotcha. So, question for you: Has there ever, well, have you ever experienced any cases where somebody's coming for their lymphatic massages and they just have too much excess fluid to the point where it's even out of your reach of what you can help with? And I guess what was like the next step for them? I'm sure medical treatment, but has there ever been a scenario that you've had to come up on with that? All the time, Chris. All the time. Um, some people, their bodies um, don't do well with plastic surgery, liposuction, and they have to actually go to the emergency room or back to their plastic surgery surgeon to have the fluid drawn from their body. And it's, it, um, it's a needle involved, and they actually have to withdraw the fluid from your body like they would water from a well you know they um stick the needle in there and they draw it out one two better time you know and sometimes i have girls they have so much fluid in their body it sounds like a water bed when you move the water around you can literally hear it on the outside of their body the the fluid moving around underneath their skin it's really weird you know i mean with the, if anybody that's not in the field when they see it it looks like it's something wrong you know and then girls get afraid and then they don't know what to do i get phone calls in the middle of the night sometimes they'll you know crying asking me what to do and i tell them if you are in pain if you have a fever get to the emergency room or call your plastic surgeon so he can see you first thing in the morning because infection can kill you if it gets in your bloodstream and gets to your heart, it could kill you. So, I mean, and we haven't even talked about the death rate with plastic surgery, you know, um, yeah, and that stuff like that. that. Yeah. yeah it, it's, and that's why I kind of said I'm not against plastic surgery. I'm not against enhancing. I'm not against making yourself feel beautiful and being the best product that you can push out while you're living. I'm not against any of that. But the reality of the situation is plastic surgery truly isn't for everybody and when i say that it's in regard to the medical aspect of it some people literally can't one can't even handle going to surgery for let's say what is one of the major just give me an example of a major surgery for plastic surgery like bbls or something like that yeah the number one is 360 bbl right now because with 360 bbl you get all the fat removed in what could be what they consider up to 12 areas they have 12 areas of the body that they can take fat from that they can use in a bbl and then the fat is placed into the butt so you have a removal of fat and um fat being put back into the body and that one's like so major because you could have you know front and back and sides all sore at the same time and so that's like the, you know, one that covers the most area of your body. And I consider it the most painful because you got pain in so many areas at one time. I, when you, the way you're explaining, uh, first of all, great job. But it, it just sounds so painful. And I, I'm honestly thinking about it to the point where your body could almost go into shock in some of these cases. You man. have some people that are in shock when they come out of surgery because of that. But the, the doctors in the United States have a limit on how many cc's they can take out. They can only take out 4,000 cc's at one time. Now, when they go overseas, it's up to the doctor how much he wants to take out. You know, as long as he don't put you in, as long as he don't kill you, he can take it out overseas but not here in the States. In the States, they only can take out 4,000 cc's, which equals about nine and a half pounds on the scale. If you're thinking, okay, how much weight do I lose 
if they take 4,000 cc's out. It's about nine pounds, nine, nine and a half pounds. And normally they put half of it back in your butt if you're getting a BBL, you know, just kind of depending on if it's, you know, we get into good fat, bad fat, old fat, new fat, you know, it's, it's a whole, you know, it's just a whole industry. This whole thing is just a whole industry that, you know, it just kind of just goes on and on. That's insane. But it, it gets it crazy is. though. It gets crazy. But the 360 BBL is the 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 one that gives you the most for your bang, your, the, the bang for your buck. So a lot of those plastic surgeons try to talk you into doing the 360 BBL because they can take more fat off of you, which is like that's the number one thing. The number one thing in plastic surgery is people want to be smaller, be it slimmer, maybe be it a smaller waist, maybe a smaller stomach. They don't want the back rolls. They don't want. They, I mean, they'll take they'll take fat from your thighs. They'll take it from your arms. They'll take it from your back, your stomach. Uh, they they'll, they'll take it from every. They can take it from twelve different areas, which is the mo- the major areas that people complain about. You know, I mean, you got people. You have seen them. You have seen people complain about. Oh, I got the what they call it the cafeteria lady arms. If you <laughs> if you telling me you can take this fat from under here and my arm don't look like I make potato salad on Sundays, let's do it. Listen, the best one in the building. Too. Hey, hey, you know her potato salad is good, but you know, shoot, hey, I got a lady that was sixty five years old, and she was like, "I'm finna do it," and I was like, 65? What what are we doing at sixty five? That we still trying to, you know? But, right at sixty five, what what is what's the next step? Like, and I'm not saying that sixty five is just completely old and you. It's not that it's old, but you, I, I'm thinking, you know, you you about ready to step off. You already stepped off into grandmotherhood at some point. If if you right. have kids at sixty five, you know, um, when I'm sixty five, I want to be wearing that the the fifties house coat with the fifty dollars in the pocket to get to my grandkids. You know, but. I mean, I got them out there at 65, and they they look good, Chris. This lady is 65. You would not believe it. Before she went and had surgery, you know, she was just kind of average. You know what I'm saying? She looked like, you you know, the grandmama with good jeans. You know what I'm saying? And when she came back, she could compete with some of these little young 35 years old. I mean, she'd be rocking. Did she give you an explanation on why she was going to go ahead and go through with it? She was just like, it's time. She, she had been married for 30 years. Her husband left her, and she was like, I can't compete with these little young girls to find somebody because I don't want to be by myself for the rest of my life. But she I, was trying to get back out of there. Right. She was trying to get back out there. But also on top of that, she said that she neglected her body because she gave him four kids. You know, she she never even considered being back out there on the market. She thought that, you know, they was going to be patting and belly rubbing on each other for the rest of their lives. And boom, she found herself back out there in the market. And at 65, she healthy as a horse. The doctor said, let's do it. And there you go. And see, for something like that. I'm not mad at that. I I'm ain't not mad, mad at her at all. Yo, she, she looks so good. I think she probably had you take you would, Chris. You would definitely take a second look because you'd be like, "Damn, who is that?" You know, not, you might not, you might not go step out to her or something like that. But <laughs> when she comes, when she when she passes you, she mm-hmm. she got confidence. Her body looks good, and you know, 
it will it, it will make you look again. I mean, I ain't saying that you want to marry and run off to the Bahamas or something, but she would definitely you would definitely give her a second look just because she did and good. I'm not, I'm not against that at all, and I'm actually down. You know, it's a great look, and it's you brought up a good point as far as like women giving up their body. I know we kind of. We got off that because we were supposed to be talking about the gym. You know what? Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. the gym. Let's talk about the gym. Let's talk about the gym. Forget that. Forget that. Forget that. Forget that. Sure. You got people that they go to the gym for months on end and they cannot get rid of whatever it is. But whether they're not smart enough about macros, about dieting, about fasting, even about their workout, they get discouraged and they come they go to plastic surgery and they come to me it is what it is it's it's hard out there in the gym <laughs> we was just talking about how you go to the gym and people just standing around and they sitting on the equipment and they not, not doing nothing you know and then you got those that get in there work out really hard drop 100 pounds look great then you got to think about loose skin and they go in and have plastic surgery to have that loose skin removed because they let themselves get so out of shape I mean, America, we we horrible. You know what I'm saying? It's fast food, um, processed food, and we end up looking the way we look, and the plastic surgery injuries just keep on thriving. They just keep thriving because it's a vicious cycle. They, they're working together. <laughs> fast food places is quick. That, but you're right. It is an American thing. That's why they, most countries look at us as overweight anyways because we are literally sitting on the behinds and eating all day and not using our bodies for good use um but that gym thing is that's a it's a vicious place that's all it's a, it's a sore subject it's a sore subject because you have people that do work out and look good and they feel like people that have plastic surgery has cheated but one thing about plastic surgery i will tell you chris that if you get the look that you want and you don't want to pay them again because uh, that's another subject. People that are that use plastic surgery as their gym, but we talking about the people that do go to the gym. They feel a little cheated because they worked out, they counted their calories, micros, all that stuff, and somebody goes and six weeks later they look like they've been working out for you know two years, and then of course they get on social media and lie and say, oh. Did this to lose weight. Yeah, you 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 start a vicious cycle and you you know that you get it, it just turns into a big but it, it's like what do you do? Either you 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 believe them or you don't, you know, and then you get those that deep dive and find your pictures and be like, nah, you look like this right here. That's not you, you know. They do it to celebrities all the time. They bring up their old pictures and stuff, like you were talking about little Kim. I think she was the cutest little brown skin girl, you know. And she now was. and now she's doing surgeries to reduce the surgeries that she did. And that's another subject. Women that have gone to the extreme and now they want to be slim again and they taking all that stuff out. That's another one right there. Let, let's hold on to that thought right there. We're going to take it to another quick little break. Um, this is Chris with the Brilliantist Podcast. We have Kira's, I guess. And we are on the RWR Live 365 app, and we'll be right back with you. That's really on this podcast. I'm your host, Chris. We have a special guest today. I'm gonna go to say a name. Got Kira from Atlanta. Kira from Atlanta. Well, you know what, Chris? Let me, let me straighten this out. 
So I'm from Atlanta, but I do reside in Jacksonville. My business is in Jacksonville. And I service women from all over. They come from all over to come and see me, you know what I mean? And my business is called Wimpy Girl, and I'm on the north side of Jacksonville, and I love Jacksonville. But I always represent Atlanta because that's my heritage and where I'm from. And um, Jacksonville does me well. I can't complain. That's why I'm still here. So, but yeah, this is Kira from Atlanta. That's how I run. (laughs) All right. Um, So, to kind of encompass everything that we talked about we talked about the extreme levels of plastic surgery with women and men that just don't know when enough is enough we've talked about the average woman who you know may have been in a relationship had children all that for so many years and kind of want to introduce themselves back into the market and make themselves feel whole again so they go into it and do that and then we've talked about the good the bad and the ugly of just in general getting plastic surgery and dealing with doctors and physicians in America compared to outside of America. Um, but now I wanna kind of get into kind of the advice behind it and some of the things that you kind of suggesting that you're in that field for how long? How long have you been doing this actually? So I've been doing this like 10 years. Um, you know, I started out with shapewear and then my business just kind of grew because um, it was the right now. People were like, Kira, what can I do right now to drop 10 pounds? Kira, what can I do right now to look good in this dress I'm about to wear to this wedding Christmas party? What can I do right now to fix this cellulite on my legs so I can wear this bathing suit this summer on this cruise that me and my dude are going on? And so I started researching ways to give people they right now, you know, because the money is in right now, Chris. Um, you know, all BS aside, the biggest reason why plastic surgery is so popular is because they sell it as the right now. They sell it as the right now. So, um, the advice that I would give, research your doctor. Make sure you don't lie to those doctors about what kind of ailments you have. Because one thing I will tell you is no matter what kind of illness you have, there's a plastic surgeon out there that knows how to um, take care of you if something happens due to um, whatever illness you have. There's some illnesses out there where you can't get it done. They don't like to mess with you if you have lupus because they messing with the lymphatic system and stuff like that. If your high blood pressure is not under control, they don't like to mess with you. Your diabetes is not under control. They don't like to mess with you. But they'll recommend you to weight loss surgery to get yourself down before you come. Or if some doctors will sell you a $10,000 weight loss program that they have that they require you to do before they'll even touch you. You know, and some people are so helpless, they feel so helpless that they they go for whatever. You know, they go for whatever. I mean, I don't like to talk about weight loss programs and stuff like that, you know, because some of it does work for some people. But people are so desperate right now, Chris, to be body beautiful and perfect that we run into, you know, no matter what you say, they're going to do it. So if you're going to do it, no matter what, make sure that you research your doctor. You let them know what is what if you have any type of ailments or any type of questions or just any reservations and you know go into it with a positive mind and make sure that you research your aftercare that's some that's some good points that you hit on with the advice 
Um, me personally, and no, I've never had plastic surgery done or nothing like that. I didn't go to the gym like I'm supposed to, but I'm going tomorrow. You go tomorrow? Um, <laughs> I'm going to go tomorrow. But I, like I've said throughout this whole segment, I'm not against plastic surgery and I'm not against people who do it. I just want people to make the right choice for the right reason. And with that being said, it's almost like, like the Lil' Kim situation. I'll just use her. You've done so much um, because of you might be fighting depression or whatever you're fighting that now that you kind of come into who you used to be or whatever and got your mind together, now you want to reverse it. And sometimes it's too late to do that. But in her case, she might have the funds and stuff like that. But think about the average person that got, you know, got a quick 10 bands to go get this work done or whatever. But they don't see that kind of money on the regular and something happens or they've done something that they really kind of regret. And now you got to try to go back to fix it and you can't even afford to. And I, in those scenarios, I want people to be realistic. Stay within your means of what you can do. I'm not going to go in, get a LiPo 360 and I know I ain't going to work out after it. But I also got to have the funds to go get more work done and I ain't even got it. But so why would you. I put myself in that predicament? That's you, Chris. That's you. That's you. Let me tell you, they will make a way. They will finance it. I, you know, I, I, I love some of my girls to death, but I got some, I got some scammers. They have scammed to get it. Not just scammed on a dude, but like created a whole nother identity with a social security number for seven hundred dollars. Right here in Jacksonville, they got a whole new um identity. A little, I got a credit line, and when it got it done, basically for free, because they have no, they have no intentions on paying for it under the name that they got the stuff under. You know, I mean, it's, it just, it's some deep, dark, you know, crazy stuff that I have run into on how they got to where they are with their surgeries as far as paying for it. You know, you got people that's on the legit. They use their income tax money because, you know, income tax come around. It's time to get everything you ever thought of because that's like a little bank account. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, I have people that go as far as um, they have actually scammed, you know, plastic surgeon, surgery, surgeons to get their surgery. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it, like I told you, Chris, it goes from zero to 100 in so many areas of what, you know, when you start talking about plastic surgery, you got the you got the deep, dark side of it where people are having stuff done, you know, in a back room, in a shopping center, you know, down the way that's got a grocery store on the end all the way to your big plastic surgery offices that you can see the beach from their windows in their recovery room. You understand what I'm saying? Plastic surgery is 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 wild. It's like zero to one hundred, and I've seen a lot of all of it. You know, we should we didn't even touch on butt shots and silicones in the hotel and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, they, I got girls that get silicone and still they still get silicone injected in their butts in hotels. So what? I thought that was illegal. I just told you it goes from deep dark. At the end of a shopping center, all the way to, you know, a beachside, you know, room, recovery room at the beach. You know, it, uh, some people are getting it wherever they can. And that's the scary part. That's where the death rates and stuff 
increase because people are willing to cut corners to get it cheap to get it fast and that's that's the hard part about it right there and it's insane that you're saying that and being that you've been in that industry so long so I know you've seen it um, just to hear the the extreme love that people go to just to get this stuff done and then the other part of it is you getting it done and doing all this stuff for what reason like the strippers and stuff like that sure if that's what you're working for you think that's what you need but your average woman that's a nurse and you're going to get a BBL and stuff like that and doing all these scams and all this stuff for what so Chris like, what, let me let me tell you that's not your average woman you know who your average woman is that's going down there to get this done a mother with four kids that used the last of what she got to go down there and get that done because she wants to be on the market and available to find Mr. Right or Mr. Right now if you you know how it turns out but my average customer is not somebody that makes nurse to pay my average customer is your your cashier she's my she's your she's the girl in the drive through window she's the you know the 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 Molly maid you know what i'm saying she that's my average customer my average customer is not somebody that makes a lot of money chris that's not who it is Okay, so that was my under. I thought that most of the people that came and got these little fed up massages and stuff like that were of the higher bracket people, but I didn't think it was really the average woman or the average man that you come and see. No, Mm-mm. it's not them. It's not them. It's you know, it, it it's hard. It's it's hard for me to see um, a mother of four spend five thousand dollars on you know a bbl because that's the way she feels like she's gonna have somebody that's gonna want her with her four kids you know but i've had that scenario before you know and i've had ladies to come to me they get one massage at a time because they got to go back to work the next week you know because they don't have any money in the bank because they spent it all so self-disclosure i had my boobs done in um Miami at CG Cosmetics, right? When I went in for my pre-op, it was a young lady that was in the elevator with me. She had 360 BBL. She was standing there. I saw her eyes roll back in her head and she collapsed on me and she bled all over me. And it was like, what the, you know, what just happened? It happened so fast. She's one of those people that will go into shock on you or that went into shock after surgery. But it was the next day that she went into shock in the elevator on the way back up to the plastic surgeon's office for her. She was going for her post-op and I was going for pre-op. And the girl collapsed in my arms. So it was one. that's one of the reasons why I started doing this because I was like, man, it's so many people that are doing this um, and they don't know what they're getting themselves into because she opened her eyes and looked at me and was like, who are you? And I said, who are you? insane but at the same time I'm surprised that it didn't scare y'all honestly it made you work even harder to help people out with it right it did, but it didn't scare me away from getting my boobs done because I had my mind made up I wanted to get my boobs done I you know, was getting them done for two reasons for them being heavy and because I wanted them to stand up like they do right now you know what I'm saying I'm just being honest with you but 
that didn't scare me. What it did was let me see that there is a, you know, there's something missing in the process. You know, there is something missing in the process, the education part of it. But people don't want you talking to them about that. They want you talking to them about what they're going to look like and how, how soon can you do this for me. I have girls that paid an extra thousand dollars to be seen on a Saturday because they wanted to get the surgery done and be back at work on Monday. It's just, it's so, this conversation gets so deep and I'm kind of sad that we have to end it so early because, you know, we're limited on time. Right. But it, it we can follow it up with a, a follow-up conversation on another episode, but it's definitely deeper than I thought and there's definitely more to plastic surgery than I thought. You definitely opened my eyes to a lot of stuff that goes on in the industry. Right. And I, you know, just from the conversation, I picked up a lot. I'm still not going to get no abs. Come on, Chris. Go and get that six pack. I, I don't need no. I'm going to get this beer pack right here. Get the six go pack. The from time to time. And whoever look at me, don't touch me. But, don't touch me. Okay. All right. Got you. Got you. Got you. <laughs> All right, it's it's but, a, it's it's the industry for the brothers with the beer pack too. Don't worry about that. Uh, y'all got it. But I appreciate you for coming on today. Um, and go ahead and put your information back out. I know you did earlier. But okay. Go ahead and let people know where they can find you. At. Right. I'm Wimby Girl at 450 Bush Drive, Suite 5B in Jacksonville, Florida. If you have a surgery, if you have questions. Um, you can get in touch with me, 904-252-6707. Leave me a message or text my message me, and I'll get back to you. You know, because, like I said, there's a missing, you know, portion of this thing, which is the education part of it. If you just need somebody to sit down and talk to and say, this is what I'm thinking, you know, and, and I'm open to that for people because I just want people to know it can be done and there's a right way to have it done. And I'm going to go ahead and put my information back out there, too. Um, I'm Chris, obviously, with the Brutally Honest Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at BrutallyHonest2021. Um, we do weekly episodes, just like y'all know. And we try to bring in new guests and give y'all new information on things that i just possibly interested in myself. So, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm Chris with the Brutally Honest Podcast, and we have... Kira from Atlanta. Thank you, Chris, Kira for having me. Atlanta. I appreciate you. No problem. Um, it's Real Lines Podcast, and we are on the RWR Live 365 event. And y'all have a blessed and highly favored day. And be easy.